0: This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. Ahoy, everybody. Still got bloody jet
1: lag and I feel like I'm on a boat or in a plane, one of the two. (laughs) But I'm not. I'm here right now presenting to you a chat with the great Hugh Cornwell from The Stranglers. Now, the catalyst for our conversation is due to an Australian tour, which is happening later on in 2024, specifically throughout July And August and I'll put those dates in the episode description. Occasionally these sorts of conversations get presented and I'm eager always to have a chat with someone who's had such a significant impact on the popular music lexicon. So ladies and gentlemen I present to you the great Hugh Cornwell.
0: Here he is, how
1: are
0: you? Yeah good, I thought for a moment you were Andy Mackay, the... uh... (laughs) You know the yeah. uh, he was I thought that name rings rings a bell. It's the he was the saxophone player with Roxy Music, wasn't he? I think so. I think you're right. Certainly part of that that sphere of things. Yeah,
1: it's it's not far from that. I think I should drop the Smith at some point, given it was it was added. You know how it was in Scotland. I think at the time they added the Angle size named from. Uh, ease of business's perspective so the Smith actually has nothing to do with this it's just Mackay but uh, oh I yeah.
0: see you mean, uh, and where are you where are you where are you uh, located and on on the Gold Coast in Australia oh I love it up there I yes. love it up there fantastic great you spent some time here then from the sounds of things well I've been a few times I came over with the Strangler a couple of times and then uh and then uh, can you hear me yeah loud and clear you got, yeah. yeah um and then I've been over i I've been over, um, you know, various times. Um, uh, the last time was uh, about four, or five years ago, I think, about eight, two thousand and eighteen, I think it was. I, I've had a really good chat about your
1: exper- your collective experiences, meaning with the Stranglers, with JJ actually, and I, he told me all about nuclear device, the song, and why that was written. And um, but something else he told me, which is uh, what, what I'd like to ask you about, I'll ask you about now, is... Your experiences with running away from well, you had to run away from the police when you toured here. was it nineteen seventy nine or nineteen eighty when they tried to bash you guys up in Brisbane and you had to disappear to, across the border. Does that ring a bell? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. No. JJ, no, a story about you guys. Ring any bells? Yeah.
1: Well, oh shit. Okay, he was saying that the, the at the time the. Um, Yelke-Peterson government didn't look too favourably on bands that were subversive, if you like, or considered subversive. And they uh, the police turned up and started roughing up the uh, members of the audience and then eventually turned on the band.
0: There you go. Well, I don't know where he, uh, maybe it was a dream he had because I can't remember that. But there you go. We're, we're, you know, you, everyone has a different, uh, a different memory of, of of things. You know, you can have two, two or four, pe- four people who experience the same event, and if you listen to their um, account of what they experienced, mm. you would think that they were at, they were at four different events. So there you go. What was? Did no, you- I don't. I I, I remember le- having to leave Sweden. I remember being escorted to the airport and being put on a plane to leave Sweden because we were in fear of our lives. But that's the only country where I feel that that has happened. Peaceful old socialist Sweden. What the hell happened there? Uh, there were the uh, there was the, the sort of Teddy Boy uh, a group of guys called the Raggar and they were Teddy Boys and they wow. uh, they took a disliking to us and. Uh, yeah, we're in. Uh, they were chasing us on the highway, and uh, we had a police escort, and we, we were going to the airport to live It's the only time I can remember. But I don't, you know, those sort of things. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time, um, you know, remember. I like to remember the, the good things mm. that the, the about the past, you know, rather than unpleasant things. Um, so it's whatever turns you on, really, isn't it? You're not wrong on that front. I mean, you've been a
1: you, you, your solo career at this point. I think you, you, I'm definitely right in saying this. You've been on when you say on your own, doing your own thing for about three times as long as you've been in the Stranglers, haven't you?
0: Well, getting getting on that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 uh, you know what happened back then is is a long is at the end of a long periscope, you know, to me, and um, mm-hmm. and I don't spend a lot of time. Uh, you know, dwelling in the past, um, really, I'm, I'm, I can't even remember the things that I did when I left the band. You know, for the first ten years, that even that's a bit of a blur, mm. uh, because you know. So, so uh, to go back even further is uh, with me is is tough.
1: Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I can understand that because it's not like you've ever rested on your laurels. You've
0: always got something going on. Well, I've, I just try to keep busy, you know, because if I don't keep busy, I get depressed. I get bored and then I get, I think I might be a bit dyslexic um, mm. in the sense that if my attention span is, is very short, I can only focus on something for a, a short period of time. And so uh, if when I lose uh, attention for something, then I get bored. Uh, if I don't put my attention to something else, I get bored and then I get depressed because uh, you know, I'm inactive, so I, I just try and keep busy, and it's for self-preservation, really. That's the reason for it. I love your books, by the way. You do a great job. Oh, well, with thank your- you. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you.
1: Do you think that, I understand that you've got a Stranglers a retrospective, if you like, out there, the multitude of sins, golden gold brown, but to be quite frank with you, far more interesting would be to you get your personal take on your career. So do you think a biography is going to
0: be in the works at some point? Well, Multitude of Sins was a sort of autobiography,
1: hmm. uh,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, it,
1: it is, but it's really about the Stranglers. At, at this point, you. Oh, I
0: see. Yeah, since 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 the Stranglers, you mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, I, I guess I did focus a lot on uh, what had happened while I was in the band. Yeah, and also, actually, there's a there's a chapter about what happened before the Stranglers. You know, everyone thinks that. Australians mm. was the beginning of everything, and and actually for me it wasn't. I had a very interesting two or three years in Sweden with a band there, which uh, didn't amount to much. But we got up to some very interesting uh, exploits while we were there, while I was over there, and um, it it just it just might be made into a into a, something you can watch. Uh, we're just talking with people about it now. Mm. Do do you do you get asked a lot of questions about Mister Demille, your podcast? Uh, no, but I, I welcome them. You know, I mean, um, it's a it's a thing of passion for me. I, it's my it's my uh, my great um, escape from mu- the world of music is to get into the world of cinema, and um, I love watching movies. I love uh, talking about them. I love. Um, I've started writing scripts, so I I, I, I I love writing for the screen, and I find every aspect of it fascinating. It's 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 like. Um, to me, it's an alternate universe. You know, it really is. It's it's it. Forget uh, forget virtual reality. Uh, mm. The cinema, to me, is is an uh, alternative reality.
1: Agreed. And something I've just come back from from a cruise overseas, a, a metal heavy metal cruise that I went on in Miami. And I always use these long bloody flights you've got to take everywhere because coming from Australia, that's just the deal. But to watch these fantastic old films, and one of the ones that I caught was Vertigo. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant film. But that's—I've listened to your podcast, and that's pretty much the sweet spot for you to mine, isn't it? Those classic old, old uh, Hollywood films.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it not only does it fascinate me, but uh, it's—it's good to know that some people are are listening and finding out stuff that they find very interesting and things that they follow up too. You know, I mean, Mm. um, I've just—I've just completed a, a, a program about a an English actress called Belinda Lee. It hasn't been, mm-hmm. we haven't broadcast it yet. And she was, um, she was a beautiful, uh, very talented actress from Devon in England. And, uh, she died a tragic death at the age of 25 in a car in, uh, outside Las Vegas. And, um, and have, her career was on the verge of, of going mega and that she was being tipped as the English, uh, Sophia Loren. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it, she died tragically and and very few people know about her and she, she had quite a turbulent life so uh it's it's great to find these people that uh, that you can share 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 this knowledge with people that, that are that want to hear it you know that are avid to to know about it there's so much in cinema isn't there I mean mm. uh it, it's apparently there's only half a million feature films ever been made now do you find that hard to believe? A little bit, yeah. That is a figure, the,
1: yeah. Go there, you go. I,
0: I'd have thought, I'd have thought a few million, you know, five, four, five yeah. million, but it's actually, it's actually only five hundred thousand in the history of, of cinema of of films that have been released as as feature films. Which uh, so if ten percent of those are any good, and five percent are fantastic, then we've still got quite a few to to watch that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're back on point. Yeah,
1: Hugh, you strike me as an old-fashioned Renaissance man. You know that.
0: Well, I I do like the Renaissance. I have to say it. it was a very exciting period, and mm. um, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, what is a Renaissance man?
1: Someone who's interested in, in culture from an academic standpoint. That's the way that I I term it, and that's pretty much you summarised in a, in a, a broadly very high level at a macro level.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I am interested in it all and I'm interested in how it relates to the evolution of culture is very interesting as well, you know, mm. and, and how it, it seems to be, it doesn't seem to be evolving, it's just, it's it seems to be going around in circles as far as I can see and we're due for a, a circular motion very mm. soon. Hmm. And I think the, inter- the internet will bring that about. People will suddenly realise that the internet doesn't actually create any culture anymore. Uh, and uh, right, yeah. Uh, but but maybe I'm just a uh, but maybe that's just an old-fashioned way of looking at uh, the internet. No, I, I think know. you're right. But
1: uh, the the next phase in our journey collectively speaking is how we negotiate ai because there's a there's there's going to be versions of songs out there probably are already out there that have got your signature vocal stamped all over them but you haven't
0: sung them it's all artificially generated oh god don't tell me that andy that sounds like a nightmare about to happen in my in uh, tonight I'm in the evening eating yeah, not I good.
1: Am, so yeah it's not good mate it's not good is it yeah. no it's horrible but it's <laughs> unfortunately it's you've got entire entire texts and novels that are being written by AI and uh look as a writer and you as a writer too and and, and as someone in the media will no doubt be able to differentiate that from someone something that's penned by a human but for a lot of people out there mate they simply don't give a shit
0: they oh, just, my, it's, just,
1: my God. it's just stuff to consume
0: yeah yeah Well, we all become consumers, I guess. That's the. uh, But is there a difference between? Can a consumer have taste? That's the thing. Are we allowed to have taste as as consumers? I think we're being we're being denied it, aren't we? A lot of the time, you know, a lot of the time, it's just give them something to to consume to consume. It doesn't matter whether it's any good. Just they want to consume stuff, and there's a certain act about consumption that uh, that 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 doesn't need any. And he uh, doesn't even consider the word taste in it. Well, people like you and I uh,
1: enjoy and experience. We don't consume a thing. Exactly. And that's exactly that's, and that's the proof of that is in, in your creative output. Because you don't you don't sit there and absorb things and go, well, what's next? Like a McDonald's bloody happy meal or what have you. You're actually out there doing it and contributing. That's the key, the key differentiator.
0: Yeah, but most people aren't. Most people in the world aren't like that, are they? They, uh, they just say, "What's next? What's next? Give me something else to consume, uh, be it a film or a bit of music or whatever." And they don't really have a, a fat of, faculty of uh, differentiating between between uh, whether something's good or whether something's mediocre or whether something's awful. It's just, it's just all stuff, isn't it? It's all stuff.
1: <laughs> what's your take on the on the, the the global when i say global the western hemisphere so united kingdom united states australia our part of the global existence if you like what's your take on the political landscape at the moment
0: uh well it's a complete mess i mean i i, I would love to quote you a, a mark twain quote i came across recently remember him the american <laughs> writer course, he said yeah. that um and this is this is quite a nice comment, uh, linked to what you just asked me. He said that politicians and diapers should be changed frequently, and for the it's, same reasons. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's I uh, well, just the subversive nature of musicians and music. A lot of them these days are on the side of big politics and politicians who interfere in people's daily lives. It's a very crazy point to be in when you've got someone like uh, Johnny Lydon saying that uh, what's going on in the British Labor Party at the moment is abhorrent. I never thought I'd have, I'm paraphrasing him here, but we're seeing that it's not really about left and right these days, if I can claim to uh, frame it that way. I I really look at it from the perspective of whether or not a government interferes in your life and the governments that choose not to.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, what I mean, uh, you know, maybe we're heading for a state where people are going to accept a benevolent dictator, you know, rather than a democrat democracy. It's a it's a weird state of affairs, isn't it? Well, that's
1: what happened with Rome. Yeah, it's history repeating itself. Yeah. Okay. When Rome, when yeah. Rome moved into being an empire like that, and. uh I don't know, we we seem to be repeating a lot of what goes on in the past. I find that the more I read historical texts or just Wikipedia entries, if you like, about what happened in civilizations of bygone eras, we don't change really at all. We're still humans, whether you're 10,000 years before Christ or right
0: now. That's right. We haven't really learned anything.
1: <laughs> no. Well, we don't listen to the artists and the wizards and the chefs and the creators. You know what I mean when I say that. It's the creators that are actually moving us forward. It isn't the economists and the bloody bean counters.
0: Well, we try and move forward, but but are we actually just uh, you know uh, moving, trying to move up a down escalator? I think as an artist um, that I saw recently hmm. uh it's like trying to walk up a down escalator you think you're going up but in fact you're just being carried back down again doesn't matter how fast you you, you climb uh doesn't matter how tr- how much you how, how hard you try to uh, to hmm. evolve you're you're just on a down escalator maybe we are but Does let's it... stop this doom talk Andy let's get back to where what we were what we were um, what I'm here oh. for I mean yeah. I think there's a tour coming up, isn't there? That's that was going to be
1: my next point for you. I mean, in and amongst all of that, we've got these great, these great white. We've got these, you know, the white lights of hope on the horizon, which are in and amongst all the doom and gloom. We can look forward to a show from you. There you go, and we can yeah. listen to all of the great songs that you bring to life.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the last time was in 2018, I think, about five years ago. So. Um, it's about time we came back, and um, and I'm looking forward to playing some of these new songs from uh, the Ma- Moments of Madness album too. Fantastic. Do you think you'll be playing any songs from Totem and Taboo? Oh, yes. Yes, we'll, we'll be visiting as many albums of mine as we can. We just pulled out Totem and Taboo and uh, Bad Vibes, Bad Vibrations um, mm-hmm. on the – I recently did a uh, uh, two-weeks a lot of shows in the uk in january uh, last month hmm. and um and Tournament, taboo and um, bad vibrations were, were were in there so we we'll probably won't stray far from that that uh, selection i think
1: what about and look you must anticipate this question every interview but do you are, is there a demand for stranglers music say that again is there a demand to play Stranglers' music? Like, do promoters sort of put that into the bylines
0: in your clauses when they offer you a contract to tour somewhere? Well, I, c- I couldn't possibly do a concert without playing any Stranglers' songs. So, uh, hmm. there's always a, a certain percentage of the of what I do in an evening will be. I think I'd feel very weird, and uh, I wouldn't feel right if I didn't play any of the, those songs. You know, they're my songs, so I why can't I play them? Yeah. Um, so uh, I think there'll be a, there'll be a smattering of the classics, you know, in there. Definitely. What about
1: my personal faves Duchess, something better change, walk on by
0: any of those tunes? Uh, well, there's so many. I mean, we, we worked out, we, we, the, the three of us, we were working out our repertoire. We'd said that if we, if we played all the songs that we've, that we've worked on, who've been playing for about six years now, this lineup, Windsor and Pat and myself, Mm. if we played all the songs that we've ever learnt uh, from the Stranglers and my catalogue, we'd have to play for about six hours. Mm. Uh, And the Stranglers section would be about two and a half hours of that. So there's quite a lot of, you know, there's quite a lot of to choose between. And um, I'm not quite sure which ones we're going to be pulling out for the uh, Australia, to be honest. Hmm. It's tough to please everybody though, isn't it? That's right. You think you've done it and then someone comes up after and says, why didn't you play Da Da Da? That's my favourite.
1: Hmm. There you go. Yeah, there you go indeed, yeah. I. uh Anytime Brisbane is mentioned in a song, uh, it's worth celebrating as far as I'm concerned. And Nuclear Device, The Wizard of Oz, did you write the lyrics to that song?
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, someone told me about him, and um, so I knew about him, and uh, I just thought it was a fascinating uh, subject. For us. And also, the, the Wizard of Oz was a, a, a ready-made title, you know, yeah. from the film. So uh, I, I, I couldn't not write it, you know, after having been given a title like that on a, on a plate. I think
1: you've got the honour of having the most prominent song ever released outside of Australia, featuring Brisbane—a reference to the town of Brisbane, city of Brisbane, I should say.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what you was met- the name of that? What was the name of that tavern that we played when we went over there, and uh, it ended up uh, in a riot, and they they ended up stopping the gig, and then um, I think it might be that this might have something to do with what John was talking about, but we weren't <laughs> chased out of the state. Um And then they closed the venue down, which is what he want. He wanted to close all the venues down, didn't he, and control people's entertainment uh, yeah, right. options. Yeah. What was the name of that place? Do you remember the name of that place?
1: I'll have to. I'll have to look it up, and I'll put it actually yeah. in the introduction notes to in my chat with you. Yeah, because it's a very important. You were part of a zeitgeist, if you like. Uh, That's in, right. In that time period, because. There were bordellos, and there were the police were actually running the bars at the time, and the politicians were taking kickbacks. Oh, it was extremely corrupt. A very, very bad time in our in our history as a state, Queensland state, really, because it was. But like like all oppressive environments, some of the best art that we ever produced came out in that environment because you had the real tough bastards doing it. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, 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 that's right. right. The
1: Saints. The Saints are one of the first punk bands ever and they came out, you you know, the Saints obviously. Yeah, of course, of course. Chris Bailey, right? Yeah. They're from Brisbane and during that era. Uh, Yeah, of course. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned mentioned up top that you quite like the Gold Coast in Brisbane. You've holidayed here before obviously in addition to the tours.
0: Well, I haven't holidayed but I have spent time there and I I just – I'm a, I'm a sucker for great weather you know I'm a sucker I don't like sitting in the sunshine but I like it hot I like hot weather and I like humidity and uh, I'd much prefer it to the cold mm. and I spend a lot of my time in hot countries because it my it agrees with my body and my way of my way of life and I find it very stimulating you know I, I if I'm near the ocean, I can um, I, I write, you know. I it, it gets mm. my juices going. That, that, I do all my writing, um, literature stuff, if you can bear to call it that. Mm. If I can dare to call it that, uh, I do it all. Really? You know, scripts. I do, I do it all by the ocean because it's. I find it energizing. You know, there's a. It's a whole dynamo. I don't know why it's not. Um, I don't know why tidal power isn't bigger than it is. You know they say it's very expensive to build the equipment, but um, mm. it's it's like a limitless source of energy. Um, you know it's it's crazy that it's not being uh, used. and I, I find it like a battery. you know I, lo- I really mm. like charge recharging my batteries near the ocean. Well, you, you should move here then.
1: I mean, I know you've got family and friends and other commitments there, but there are so many Brits in Queensland these days you'd feel right at home.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. We've got. I think that in the schedule, there's like after we played in Melbourne, there's like three days off, and mm. then Brisbane. So I, I'm going to put it forward the, 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 the plan that we don't stay in Melbourne, but we move, come straight up to Brisbane because the weather's going to be better. You know. I'd
1: oh, do it. Yeah, we're we're experiencing tropical weather at the moment. Coming from the UK, you'll you'll absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. Even in July, it'll be good, right? perfect it'll be even better winters here are the we, autumns are the best by far because you get those beautiful days Ooh. and the nights are quite mild but winters the next best thing really because you can you can get down to about you know 14 15 degrees at night or what have you but it, it doesn't go above about 24 degrees during the day so it's it's right and that's fantastic you know, that's the so. spot for me that's the spot for me yeah it's great. Look, I, I, I can imagine you don't go around thinking these thoughts that I'm about to mention, but the reality is you are, which is influential. So I'm talking about you too, and also some of the more modern bands like The Strokes, but are you
0: aware of how much of an influence that you've had over modern music? Um, not really. I just get on with it. You know, it, it's uh, – it's, uh, I, I, so, I, so, I tell you what, sometimes I read a, 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 header, a header in a – on a website or a BB or BBC or a news site or a headline in the paper. And it, it reminds me of one of my lyrical pieces, you know, uh, yeah. a lyrical a phrase or something. And I dare to think, Oh my God, I wonder if they're, they've been influenced by by that phrase that I used in that song or that title, you know, and I dare to think yeah. that, but that's the closest I get to actually thinking about it. And then it's only because the familiarity of that phrase grabs me. I think, oh my god, that's that's straight out of one of my songs, you know. Mm. And um, but it's probably I'm just I'm probably imagining the whole thing. (laughs) I can't I can't imagine the influence of uh, that. You're I can't imagine it at all. It doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) <laughs> we'd be
1: we'd be a lot poorer without your lyrical input you and mark burgess from the chameleons have probably got the most insightful lyrics in modern pop and rock music
0: oh great well well thank you and i'll i'll um i i'm, I'm not familiar with the chameleons literary uh uh work but um but i i've i have met them i think i met them once they're from uh, manchester aren't they I think they are. I think you're spot on. Mid- yes, is
1: that is Middleton in Manchester.
0: Yeah, I think I've, I met yes. one of them once. A very He's, nice guy. Yeah, yeah very yeah. nice guy. I'll I'll have to check out what they write and see if it reminds me of what I do. They they
1: go into a bit more ethereal topics where you pretty much stay on current affairs and and topics. You know, with with nuclear device, the Wizard of Oz being a. Being one of, okay. a big example of what I'm talking about. They wouldn't write a song like that, but together you pretty much have all bases covered on that front.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. That's great feedback. Thank you.
1: A song like Golden Brown, you hear it at least once every couple of weeks if you go to a shopping center or when you're filling up petrol at a petrol station over the speakers, loudspeakers. It's a mu- music that accompanies modern society, if you like. But are you, are you happy for that song to be your most enduring if I can use the word hit
0: Yeah I look if any of them endure then that's a, a positive win win for me um uh you know it's 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 great and um any of them it, it really doesn't matter which one it doesn't really doesn't matter at least at least at least one you know and uh, and that actually that song got included in a uh, book that the Performing Rights Society brought out Hmm. called a hundred years of verse, and uh, and they picked a song for every year of the last hundred years for the century. You know, the nineteen hundreds, and they they picked the lyrics of Golden Brown as Golden Brown was the song of nineteen eighty-two. I think it was. Yeah. So uh, uh, and it's in a book. You know, it's called uh, a century of verse and. That's one moment I think that where I was proud of what I'd done. You know, it was, uh, it was a nice moment. I've got a copy at home. Hmm. Yeah, well,
1: you've had an extraordinary career. I think once you've all, once you're all said and done, and you look back over your life, if you get that opportunity during our next journey, you'll be extremely proud of what you've accomplished.
0: Well, I probably th- say, "What well, God, you didn't, you didn't do enough." <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that, but you've got all the
1: bases covered. I've I've mentioned it already, but you you do the podcasting, you're a writer, you're a musician and performer. Outside of acting, what else could you add? Uh, Ballerina. (laughs) Next. Well, that dovetails very very nicely. I'll make this my final question for you then, but you've had an extraordinary career, but I know you're not done yet. So what do you think the next chapter holds?
0: Well, I'm I'm getting into a, a script writing, and um, and I'm hoping that maybe um, uh, my name will be associated with a, with a script on a on a movie at some stage. I've, it's early days yet, but um, but I'm learning a lot, um, and I've got great ch- tuition as well. I've had some great tuition, and uh, and it's it's shaping up very nicely, and uh, it's becoming easier and easier. You know, I'm feeling more and more comfortable doing it. Hmm. Um, so uh, it, that would be a nice achievement Get something actually out there Okay Well I'll look forward to that then
1: when, they, when that comes out No doubt it'll come out in the next few years With your rate of With your work
0: ethic Yeah sure Yeah we've been on it for a while I've been on it for a while uh, already So it's Yeah hmm. it's it's If it's going to happen It's imminent I think
1: Yeah I just want to add too I really enjoy your new music too So uh, I Want to Hide Inside You, I think, is, is the new one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you're... I
0: like that. That's... I love playing that. We love playing that, the the band. We just love it. It, it was a real um, achievement to learn that. So, so many bloody lyrics. I don't know who wrote it, but Jesus, <laughs> uh, the number of lyrics involved. And it, it's taken a year to get it up and running, but it's it sounds great. And um, I really enjoy playing it. It's a real achievement to play that song.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, it's, there's a temptation for people to label somebody of your stature as a legacy artist, but I don't think that's, I think that's just one aspect of your career, because the recent, and that song was only released, certainly as far as I can see, uh, in a month ago, something like that, and it's, it's vital, it's new, it's fresh, it sounds great, so it's your new material that it'd be a joy to listen to at your solo show in addition to all of the great
0: hits that you've, you've written. Yeah, Can't well, that, that would be great. That would be great. I, 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 come the, hopefully the day will come when when some of my solo songs are thought of in the same, in the same, um, you know, uh, category as the, some of the strangler songs. Mm. You know, it's, it's a bit like uh, you know when the Stranglers first started. We had our songs, uh, but nobody knew them very well. So what we did was we every we played a couple, and then we threw in a cover version, a song that everybody knew, mm. and it just kept pe- it kept people comfortable. And yeah. I sort of stole stolen that trick, but for now with my solo material and the Stranglers catalogue. You know, I do a couple of my songs that people aren't so familiar with, and then I quickly throw in a Stranglers one that they know, and it, it keeps them interested. You see, so I've, uh, I've 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 nicked that idea from uh, what we did earlier, and and applied it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, great strategy, by the way. Yeah, because you've got to keep people engaged, haven't you? That's right, and that's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's been great to chat to you, Hugh. You can tell I'm a fan. Uh, I love your lyrical writing and and your music and your contribution to modern pop and post modern pop and rock music. So post 19, you know, 77, the punk era, if you like. It's just been extraordinary, really. So long
0: may you continue to do what you do. Well, thank you for your support, Andy, and it was really appreciated. And it gives me uh, puts more fuel in the tank to go forward. Thank you. Great stuff. Well, I'll see you in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, <I> see in <laughs> Brisbane at the tri- what's it called the Triffid? I think is Triffid. the venue, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't. I think that the dates haven't been released
1: yet. But that's yeah, that's the venue you're playing at from what I what I was told. Yeah,
0: I think I think that's where we're playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. See you there. I know Good what you look you. like. <laughs> I'll be up the front somewhere, mate. I'll to you. All <laughs> <laughs> right. No Nice worries, chatting brother. to you, Andy. Take take care. See you later in the year, man. Absolutely. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate.
1: You know, the older they get, the better they are. I've got to be frank on that point there. Those that have been in the industry for a long time and managed to not just survive, but thrive, have the best stories and are some of the most engaging conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hugh Cornwell, former vocalist of The Stranglers, has had a significant solo career as well. Do check him out. Again, like I said in the introduction, the Australian show dates across July and August 2024 are in the episode description. All right, that's all from me. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until the next one, it's a very goodbye for now.